This is Sit and Friends in the Morning. Seventy-seven WABC. Doctor, my eyes have seen the years and the slow parade of fears without Christ. Now I want to understand. I have done all that I could to see the evil and the good without hiding. You must help me if you can. Doctor, my eyes. Can't believe Siegel has his own song, Jackson Brown. <laughs> In my eyes. Been a great show. Curtis Sliwa, Anthony D'Esposito. Who else was on this morning? We had Judah Honickman, Dove, and, and uh, his wife, Shawnee Hiking from Curtis. Israel. Curtis, Lara Trump, Michelle Lubin. But we close it, as Vanessa Williams once said, we save the best for last. Here he is from Fox News, my friend, Dr. Mark Siegel. Dr. Siegs, how are you, pal? I'm great, and that's quite a lineup, a, a tough act to follow, but I love the tradition of great closers here in New York, so let's, <laughs> yeah. let's do a nod to the great Mariano. That's all I can say. I have big shoes to fill. That is the greatest of all time. You mentioned him right there, the great number 42, the last man to wear number 42 after Jackie Robinson, Mariano Rivera. So I got your uh, your story here, Dr. Mark Siegel, which you, you wrote for Fox News. I read it. It was great. It is entitled, Hamas Depravity Reminds This Doctor to Rail Against Dehumanization and Fight for Human Dignity. For folks who haven't read it yet, what basically do you talk about outside the obvious, which is Hamas are a bunch of filthy animals? Yeah, and that's becoming more and more apparent, by the way. One of the stories that's not been told is that Israeli physicians withheld information about how abused the, the hostages were. And, and clearly badly beaten. Some were murdered if they, there if they were had cerebral palsy or any kind of affliction. But they withheld that from me, and I was in close contact with them on a daily basis and am still. And the reason is because they were trying to preserve patient privacy. That's actually a principle of dignity and humanity. And, and con- contrast that to Hamas. I mean, Hamas was trying to use release of prisoners for political points, of course, with the you know with the United Nations and the and these groups, horrible uh, and and why and, and and succeeded in some respects. But as you just said, Sid, what characterizes Hamas from beginning to end is dehumanization, depravity, uh, murder, animalistic behavior. And you know, it, it, for some of us, we say we don't use Holocaust imaging images usually. Jews don't like to do that because it 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 can't be compared to anything, because because over six million Jews were killed and. And, you know, and disabled people in a lot of different groups. And but now we we feel we have to use it, not because of the scale, but because of the nature of the of the attacks. They're reminiscent of the Holocaust. And that's what people who are protesting is missing. You, you know, you you, you got to be for protest in the United States. It's one of the hallmarks of this country. But how about informed protest? Who are you protesting on behalf of? Someone who doesn't have water in Gaza, a Palestinian? Okay, but how about the Hamas uh, terrorist that's hiding behind them? What are you saying about that? To come out now as anti-Israel, after what Israel has had to endure, tends to reek of anti-Semitism, yeah. and I know you agree with that. No, I, listen, I, I don't trust any Palestinian, any, 
I am uh, very quick to remind people not all Palestinians are innocent. They're taught at a very young age to hate and kill Jews. They were the ones that were slapping hostages across the face as they went through the streets of Gaza, handing out candies to little children, dancing in the streets. I don't trust any of them, to be honest with you. And uh, Israel's got to do what they got to do to get rid of all of them. And I'll say this. I was not in the homes of the Jewish people in Germany during Kristallnacht and afterwards. I don't know what happened. But the difference between Hamas and the Nazis, beyond the obvious, which is Hamas has social media and they love to play this out for the public. The Germans try to hide it. The difference is the sexual depravity. I mean, I have been the only person on air. I'm the only one. All of a sudden now, Jake Tapper is talking about it, and they've got an issue with this priapal in Washington. I swear to you, Dr. Mark Siegel, that Monday morning, October the 9th, I started saying, what are they doing to our young girls? Raping them, 10 guys, 20 guys, 30 guys at a time. There's something in the New York Post today that talks about the gang rape of one girl, 14 guys. I mean, no one's talking about it till now. It took them two months. This is some of the worst things going on right now that never happened, I don't believe, to this extent back in Germany. Well, I want to say two things about that. One, you and I almost always agree. The second point I may disagree, but I completely agree with you with the statement you just made. And it's typical of the liberal media, isn't it, to to withhold any kind of observation until it's obvious to the entire population or until entire college campuses have railed against it, which is a freaking disgrace. But but I do want to say one thing, because I said it in the column. You know, one of the things that characterized Mengele, who who was actually a well-trained physician and also an anthropologist, he had a Ph.D., and, you know, the twin experiments in Auschwitz with that, without anesthesia, horrible pain and agony inflicted. And the guy walked and he went down to South America and lived a normal life as a pharmacist as though he had done no wrong. So I want to add to your point, the sexual depravity is beyond the beyond belief. But the but the commonality between Hamas and the, and the Nazis is as if I have done no wrong. Right. In fact, not done no wrong, but as if. I've actually done right that people like Ron Kuby, who talks about this preoccupation, which doesn't exist, which almost gives these folks a reason to do what they did, is mind-boggling. And the other thing is this, and he talked about this a couple weeks ago on the show, too. Some of these hostages, Dr. Mark Siegel, they've come home. And we keep saying the same thing. Thank God they're home for them, for their families. But nobody returns home the same. Nobody. I mean, it's bad enough when you're holed up inside a house for a day with a, with, a, with a shooter. You're talking about nearly two months inside these dark caves and tunnels with no sunlight, no food, no medicine. Who knows what they did in terms of molestation or rape to boys, girls, or elderly people. It didn't matter. None of these people are coming home the same. In terms of the mental anguish, they have to deal with the rest of their lives. Where do you start? I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. I talked to some of the physicians inside Sheba Medical Center who, who had the, the bulk of the children hostages, and they came in uh, dehydrated, malnourished, uh, psychic trauma huge, and covered with bruises, a lot of them. A lot of them covered with bruises indicating severe abuse. Uh, again, this was the part they didn't really want to emphasize, even to me, because I, I could, you know, I say off the record, but they didn't want to emphasize this, but they eventually admitted to me that a number, number of them, many of them were, were brutalized, and clearly rape must have been a part of that. And can you imagine being a nine-year-old living inside a dark tunnel without knowing when you get to go to the bathroom or when, when you're going to eat? 
you're gonna, you know, you're gonna eat paper. You're gonna eat, eat maybe occasionally a spoon of rice, and then these monsters come and brutalize you, beat you, and rape you. Uh, you know, I mean, they have to be wiped off the planet. There's no question about it. And by the way, I think Israel is doing a pretty good job trying to do that, but I think maybe they're taking too long. So they they got to do it. No, they they have taken a, a longer than they'd like to because the United States. I mean, the fact is, even this morning, this low-life Blinken, the Secretary of State, is still not recommending, not suggesting, warning, warning Israel, be careful of how you handle the South. Here's my message to Blinken and Biden. F you. We'll kill everybody. We don't care. We didn't start this. We're going to finish this. We have given people opportunity time and time again in Israel to leave. Even this weekend, we spent two days asking people in the South to leave. I'm tired of it. It's over. You're all going to die. That's it. They didn't care. Why should we care? Because we need borders, and you're absolutely right. We need borders. We, we can't be sitting there with, with rockets coming every day and then people parachuting in and raping people. Are you kidding? And let's, let's not forget the elephant in the room, which is that Israel's a nuclear power, please. I mean, what nuclear power gets treated like this? None. You know, uh, moving away from Israel for one second, I know that uh, the winter months are, are here, all right? And uh, I know that uh, you and I had so many great discussions during COVID about vitamin D and how these idiots in New York City who walk around in 80-degree heat while the sun is out with masks on are actually hurting themselves, not helping themselves. Where are we? Uh, anything new with COVID? Any new strands? Or is that pretty much a quiet issue? You forgot my joke, Sid, which is that I did a survey of people riding bicycles at the heart of COVID, and none of them had helmets, but they all wore masks. I'm like, <laughs> you know, you're going to fall on your head here, pal. That's funny. You know, the That's mask true. is doing... Yeah. <laughs> So here's where we are now. We have a mystery uh, pneumonia occurring in China. Hello? I wonder what that is. And, you know, of course, we don't have the right information on it. But it's probably true that we're dealing with a rebound effect right now, especially in China, which had the most severe lockdowns, also in Europe and even here in the United States. of respiratory viruses coming on really strong because our immune systems were impaired by all of those restrictions, including masks, including closures. Best restaurants gone from New York. Only, only population that's been thriving here is the rat population, unfortunately. They're, they're pretty robust, and yeah. I bet they're not getting sick. Yeah. But there's a lot of respiratory viruses that have climbed back up, especially in children, RSV uh, being the main one, and mycoplasma, because of all of the lockdowns. And I said, you know, three years ago, and you know this, that public health is about looking at consequences, not about just taking action. Would you recommend a ban to China right now because of this latest mystery infection that is affecting so many Americans? I don't think the bans work. I, what I would recommend to China, and nobody remembers this, is that back in January 2020, Robert Redfield was pushing for boots on the ground. China's a joke. If they want to play in the global public health arena, they got to let us in to see what's going on. They still don't do that. It's a smokescreen, typical smokescreen. The ban won't help because it'll come here anyway. I don't think it's a new bug, though, Sid. I don't think it's a okay. new bug. Right. I hope I'm right about that. I think I have long COVID. I, I've, I've had the snipples for like a month. I, I lose my voice every couple of days. And you know me, I, I never treated COVID all that serious. I still don't. I still think it's the biggest scam in the history of this country. The biggest scam in the history was COVID. But I've got something that's been lingering for like a month. I don't know what the hell it is, so. Maybe well, it's here's the thing. I'm going to examine you over a beer, but I'll tell you one thing you don't have. 
<laughs> you don't have brain fog. Your IQ has gone up oh, in the time you. that I have known you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you, Dr. Mark Siegel. You're the best, and you really are. You're a great friend. You're a brilliant doctor. You're great on TV. You're great here. Thank you so much for stopping by today. We'll do it again very soon. Thank you, buddy. Great to be with you, sir. Thank you. You too. The great Dr. Mark Siegel right here. We'll